So we're joined in the studio by, uh, oh, sorry, with uh, Jenny. Jenny Baxter. Hi, Hi. Jenny. And um, Mike Holland is still with us. Uh, wanted to spend a bit of time in the last hour about, uh, well, well, we will be having some union news coming in, uh, coming up soon, but some of the um, accelerated projects that are being um, brought forward by the New South Wales government, Bojikin government, for fast tracking. And people are saying that under the cover of COVID, basically, there are, you know, enormous amounts of money being spent on, say, infrastructure and high-rise towers and so forth, the redevelopment of Western Sydney, blah, blah, all this sort of stuff, um, and that it's not being scrutinised at all. You were going to... You've been looking into the land I, I have been have been reading a few different articles. We see that everybody's concerned about recession and what is being proposed as the way out of recession is, of course, development. And I think the, the, big, the two ones that we're really seeing is Waterloo and around the Western Sydney airport. And yep. there are lots of drawings and pictures. And the implication, I guess, when you read the media is, is that isn't this amazing? All this money is going straight into these publicly accessible spaces that is, is, is infrastructure for us all to use, but I, I think that's a little misleading. If you look at the Waterloo one in particular, they are talking about getting rid of existing public housing, and even though they would include public housing in the development, most of the, when you start to read about these big developments, they're not being put forward as sort of for the good of the community. They're looking at, they're being built by developers, and Australia has, I think, what, uh, really eight big Developers. So we're talking yeah. about a, a, a fairly tight-knit group with, with a lot of power. Now, a lot of the planning laws at the moment that, that seem to be being pushed for are things like height restriction, and then you've got areas in Parramatta where you're talking about demolishing existing buildings or existing housing and, and things like this. And the argument that's put forward is often that we have an apartment shortage, we have a housing shortage, we have homeless people, therefore... Also, you know, also let's boost the economy, let's do more construction and build more houses. The problem is, is that the intention of these houses, they're not going to be low, it's not to lower the cost of housing. The intention of the developers that are building these things is to make lots of money from them. Now, when the, the, where this is, I'm leading with this is, is of course back to Michael West, who is always, not writes about things so well. I'm. I go to his website, and um, he talks about the, 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 we're being told that the restrictions on the type of buildings is, is causing delays and, and is impacting on our, our recovery. Michael West sort of says, oh, the report argues here by developers that are put forward. The average new apartment in Sydney sells for about 873,000, but the cost could be reduced by about 300,000 if planning restrictions were lifted. So the assumption that the planning system drives up the cost, of, the cost of apartments, according to Michael West, is flawed and it buys into developers' myths. What he comes in with at the end of the article is, uh, is that developers are land banking. So most of these big developers are buying up land and you can see that it's just happened in Mount Druitt because there was those all those articles about people who had been living in Mount Druitt for years it was a bit of a rough area and suddenly their houses are worth millions of dollars mm. why because they've just been 
rezoned and sold to developers and, and I guess the land is being banked. It's In other words, it's being sort of hoarded or kept it, It's being hoarded. Yeah, yeah right. The, because if you release it all and you build all this stuff at once, you will lower the value and that's not what they want. And actually... In areas where there is very high development, if you look at housing prices, in areas around Parramatta, in the central coast, various western um, suburbs areas, these apartments that have been churned out, and the quality is a sep completely separate and pr very problematic issue, mm. house prices, those apartment prices have fallen by at least 100 grand. Right. From the point where they were bought off the plan to the point where people are now buying them, if you go into those areas and you look at the value, people are being confronted with the fact that their investment is suddenly worth $100,000 less than it was. It's already problematic and, and it, it's not being fixed. It's not fixing the problem of people struggling with housing. It's not fixing homelessness. It's not making housing really a sort of... We're not seeing more people buying homes. It's all being managed and controlled. It's people that are, are sort of being caught out... In, in that area are people that have already bought off the plan. Mm. So that mechanism in itself means that developers are still making their money, but people are sort of ending up in debt for something that's ultimately not worth as much. And also just um, in terms of um, governance, hasn't the... I mean, I think in July I was reading that uh, the planning there's a new planning delivery unit which escalates projects um, by simplifying the planning. This is in New South Wales. And this followed recent announcements of Tranche 2 and Tranche 3. There's now Tranche 4 of these major, major, major projects. And the parachuting in of Deputy Exec Executive Director of the Developer Lobby, oh, okay. the Property Council of Australia, the PCA in New South Wales, Mr William Power, whose responsibility involves fast-tracking the decision making of major projects, some of which were proposed by the members of the PCA, the um, Property Council of Australia themselves. So the, the unit, the, pro, the planning development unit, is made up of lobbyists who are suggesting these major projects, and then, you know, it's headed, headed by a developer. But so, I, I think, you know, it's such an internal process. I, yeah, I, and I think we're seeing um, increasingly it, where you've got privatisation that, that large companies are actually controlling and, and managing public policy and people's lives in a way that they really just shouldn't be allowed to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, you sort of, sort of see the, the catastrophe, of, catastrophe of Opal Towers and these buildings yeah. where the, the people are sort of brought into. There's no recourse for these people. They're, yeah stuffed sorry and I yeah. <laughs> I did restrain myself but I, I there was an article I just wanted to sort of throw this which is a bit left field but I think it really is a, a, a demonstration of how we see that the governance is all about supporting lobby groups and allowing lobby groups to write social policy basically yeah um without to, without debate to well two yeah. years ago the opposition wanted to extend the default length of, of rental leases and limit the frequency of rent increases. So basically there was a push towards um, supporting and building on renters' rights, which considering you know, there's a, a, the renters at the moment don't have a huge amount of rights, it, and renters are, are Australian citizens as well, it's not unreasonable to look at, at extending and, and protecting their rights. 
But um, Harry Trigoboff um, warned Miss Berejiklian that lengthening tenancies or limiting rent increases overly would cause his company to pull the thousands of properties it currently has in the rental market, a move that could potentially raise costs. Now, that's a developer going in and dictating to government that if you change the law to protect vulnerable people, I'm going to cause a housing crisis. This, yeah, there, yeah, has to, there has to be, or there really needs yes. to be a, me a mechanism where government says, if you take an action that causes major social upheaval and unrest, you will be liable for all the damage that you cause. Mm. It, the the so, power, but there yeah. is no restraint on this man's power yeah. where he has that, that level of control. Uh, and in a way, it reminds me of the TPP, remember, the Trans-Pacific Trade Agreement, where companies could sue governments if they had environmental laws or health laws or whatever yeah, I, I, that impacted it. So it's, a, it's a similar sort of thing. And I, I think it is, and I think that... The, you know, we, we see it with developers and we see it with mining companies where there is no limit on the amount of control because they have this leverage with the government. And where the money goes, you know, where we're told at the, at the bottom of the heap how we're going to get out of recession, even though I think it was we were looking at things like the arts generates more in GDP than the mining industry and quite substantially more. I don't have the figures I did have before, but I don't now. And yet... The mining lobby is so much more powerful that they were able to say, well, the money comes to us. We see it as well. Qantas and, and you know, various airlines are getting subsidies and JobKeeper and, and a lot of public money to, to support them, which is, you know, if we want to have a national airline. But there's no obligation in return for them to make sure that... that some of the people they, they bring back from overseas can fly in economy class. Yeah, that's right. They have simply cancelled the economy yeah. tickets and they say, well, we're only bringing people back in for you know, $10,000 in business class. And, and um, Jeannie, just remind me again, what's Rob Stokes... Is it Rob or Bob? Stokes' oh. um, He's the Planning and Public Spaces Minister. Now, where... What, what's his connection? He's... Oh, I did have that. He's the one who's behind um, the... You know, the tech hub in Redfern, I think, or the in central Sydney, I think, in the Sydney CBD. He's also behind developments in Western Sydney. Well, here he is in, in the Sydney Morning Herald saying, we need jobs, not homes. <laughs> um, okay, right. Because, of course, they're mutually, you know, you can't have both. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because... Um, and yeah, he's saying he wants to clear the decks of proposals stuck in the tangled planning system. The problem is, though, is that one of the planning system or, or is, is how you prevent things like Opal Towers and it's how you work with your community to, to build um, a, a, a community that, that does provide you know, people to work. And, and I think there's a shortage of, you know, they're not putting schools in, they're not putting yeah. public infrastructure into new developments because that's not their, their yeah. problem. Yeah. So... Where you've got money going in, instead to sort of different development things, and you, it's like buying a stadium and, and, and things like this. Where public monies are, are, are going, it, it, once it gets into the private system, it sort of seems to and also, evaporate. It also, um, again, as, as we were talking about before, Mike, the, because a parliament's not sitting, councils aren't sitting, 
a lot of the, the so-called community consultation about projects like these is online and often, you know, people can't join in or it, it may, may even not be held online. So, you know, so public consultation is even more limited in this respect. And um, the spending of huge amounts of money, talking billions, billions is yeah. not subject to any scrutiny. No, that's right. That's right. So... Anyway, um, let's take a, a bit of a music break here. The other thing about the big development companies is also a lot of them are claiming JobKeeper. So there's a, a lot of money moving around and, and as with all the, the, the problem when, when things become private, it's the lack of scrutiny, the lack of the accountability and, and we can't you know, even ask for freedom of information. So I guess it's something that we might end up coming back to as, as yeah. things sort of unfold because it's, you, it, you get information sort of coming in from you know, off to the side, although I have not seen much of it in, in the media, but um, I guess as more comes to hand, we will raise it all. But please, if, it, if people want to get back and, and contribute to the discussion, they would be good as well. Probably um, something that has come up in recent days is that um, there's been very little take up of this um, home renovation scheme. Yes, but did you read the criteria for it? Yes, it's that's it's, right. it's pretty much, it, it's like a lot of things. It's like the, the bushfire help that they were going to give us. Yep. The criteria becomes so extreme and it's got all this, you know, you've got to meet this clause, you've got to do this, you've got to have it in by this date. And people you, had to have it ready to go basically yeah, before, so, they, before the announcement to, to and get I, it. I suspect, I suspect they realised this. Yeah, where they <laughs> could have um, announced a social housing Yes, they could, but that's, yeah, you don't make money. You don't make money out of social housing in the same way that you do other things. Also, I, I, you know, we brought this up last time I was in here, that the money is, is being put into, back into the economy at a level, a, a much higher level, so that people aren't, aren't what, what's happening is people aren't spending it on, on goods and services. You're giving it to the people who are even up above the, the smaller businesses. So you're sort of giving it to medium and larger businesses and to banks and saying, here's the money, you should lend it and you should do stuff with it and you should keep your staff on. But nobody's required to produce or contribute anything. Mm. And they don't actually have to do anything because there's there's no necessity for it to do that. So in, in many ways, we're doing less, we're producing less, people are less functional, less connected to their workplace, but the people at the top have more money. Mm. And, and banks are getting tighter and tighter by the day. All this money that was given to them, all this help and support where they were being told to loan money, they're reining it in, you, there's more well, and more criteria, it's harder and harder to get. Also, they're, 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 they're giving their shareholders dividends, which they shouldn't really be doing, you know, during this, this particular time. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's happening in Australia, but certainly in America, what companies are doing is they're getting stimulus funds, buying up their own shares, which pushes the prices of their stock up, yep. and then basically, you know, their stock goes up for nothing. So it's really, again, it's like land banking. It's hoarding money that's coming yeah, from then, the and, government. And, and, and a they lot of can their buy executives smaller. actually profit from that because part of their pay, uh, salary package is, exactly. is shares yeah, and... Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. it's just this kind of circular thing that and then never come down the pe to Because the, the people at the very bottom, and, and that was the other thing that really interested me, that I'm, we'll just disclose this, I'm very pro-vaccination, but the way that 
the vaccination, the COVID vaccination has been presented horrifies me that if you're on some kind of pension or benefit, you will not have any choice or yes. we will cut your money off. Yes. And that goes right back to Andrew Forrest again with this, you are not worth us, anything to us as workers, you are worth something to us as a product and you will do as you are told and you will comply or we will make sure that you are so excluded from the system you can't even eat. It, it, it's... It, it, it's just you, you can sort of see the mechanism working where, when this it should be totally unnecessary. 